Welcome to the Rooted to Flourish Home Ed podcast. There's three of us here this evening. It's myself, Helen, and I've got Mary and Ruth with me. Ruth, why don't you introduce our topic for today? Thank you, Helen. Um, today we're going to be discussing qualifications, GCSEs, and um, way forward for our home-educated teenagers and how we sort of move into sort of that arena of qualifications. Do children have to take qualifications? I don't think they do, actually. Legally, there is no um, mm-hmm. curriculum that you have to follow as a home educator, and you don't have to go down the traditional route of um, GCSEs. So mm-hmm. I mean, my eldest has got an English and maths qualification that he got at college alongside a practical subject, and he's now moving on into work, knowing that if he needs to do further qualifications, he can do that as and when needed. So yes, I think it's quite a wide range of journeys that people go on. I don't think any probably two journeys are the same for even your own children within a family, um, let alone family mm. to, to family. What was um, some of your experiences, Mary? Yeah, so um, we each have our own stories to tell and I guess yeah, each of our children mm-hmm. have a different story. I often find myself now sort of saying to new home educators that just just telling a bit of my story, which is that I felt I felt like I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't one hundred percent equip my children in every single school subject that they could be doing. You know, I look at some friends who home educate and seem to just, you know, they have very full weekly weekly curriculum. They cover so many different subjects. And I definitely look back on mine and feel a bit like it was lacking, particularly in the areas that I was less interested in, like science. Um, but um, amazingly, you know, my, my kids, um, my older two particularly, have thrived in their science subjects, <laughs> which, yeah, I, I just I just feel a bit flabbergasted sometimes that... Um, you know, we, 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 we dipped our toes in, we read books, we did things that were um, offered locally. If there was like a science day or, you know, someone was offering something, we'd go along to it. But I definitely, I didn't, you know, sit at home doing lots of experiments with them and we didn't have it as a regular thing on our curriculum. Um, but yeah, my eldest too ended up doing, well, my eldest is doing um, bio, no, it's not biochemistry, um, chemical engineering at university now, having done physics, chemistry, no, chemistry and maths A-levels and the next two boys down doing physics, physics A-levels. And, you know, that just that just tells me that it's it's okay that I didn't cover all those bases. So, yeah, so my oldest, I would say my kids have gone down a fairly traditional route in that once they got to GCSE age, um, they did start doing GCSEs, all at slightly different times and stages, um, my eldest. How did you go about that at home, or yeah? So the so to start with my eldest, he he did his ones very spread out over about four years. I did, I remember a friend recommending to me when he was in year nine um, that we should take a GCSE, a private GCSE. Um, so we have a in Bristol, we have a private um, exam company who a lot of people use. Quite expensive, but they are very very good, very professional very good at communication, get everything sorted. Yeah, so we just sort of picked something that year. It was really for us and for him. And we'd never taken a child through GCSE before. Um, So he picked a subject that he was he was fairly interested in which was economics and uh, we felt like well you know it's not something don't need to we don't this isn't a subject that we're particularly 
fussed about how well you do. It's just a good subject to have a, a first bash at. Um, so he, he did that subject that year and, um, he didn't, he did pretty well and, um, came out at the end of it saying, I never want to do economics ever again. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, and that, and I, I, that was a really good, um, recommendation for, for us particularly to sort of see what goes into doing, um, a GCSE at home. So, um, we did this for most of our sub- GCSE subjects at home, bought the textbook and just worked through it. And my kids have always been able to, mostly being able to just work through the textbook and then check in with my husband and I um, and other family friends and relatives that might specialise in different subject areas if there was any specific help needed. So you didn't use tutors or...? So further down the line, I have used more tutors, for particularly for maths and for Spanish, which, yeah, Spanish was something that <laughs> I really couldn't help, <laughs> help my daughter with. But um, yeah, the first the first two we didn't have any anything like that really. They just sort of got on with it. Yeah, yeah. My the next two down have have both kind of come to a point where they have had enough of doing that kind of textbook learning at home and have have ended up both of them in college doing like a second their second year of GCSEs in college, which to a greater or lesser extent has been reasonably successful. But they have they have certainly enjoyed having a different teacher and learning with other kids mm. at that stage in their life. That Perhaps, was the yeah. choice for my middle child yeah. as well. I think he had enough of sitting there. Not that he was on his own all the time. He did do some group work and yeah. had some tutors for different subjects. But I think he wanted that interaction with a teacher. Mm. The subject. So he went back to school to do his GCSEs. So for my third one, I'm quite interested to hear <laughs> the other yeah. options out yeah. there. Yeah, so I had, with my two, my first, my eldest did um, a couple at home and then we said, well, okay, this is what it feels like to have done it at home. We can do that again for another couple. We we just kind of felt, we know you don't have to have it, have it GCSEs, but it's a bit of a shorthand, isn't it, to say this is this is where I'm at and it, everybody understands that. Mm. And if you're not in a place where you're able to easily sell, your, sell yourself and your abilities, um, then it's it's the quick it's the quick route to say yes I'm at this level isn't it so and so my eldest then decided okay actually that was it's been quite a hard slog doing it ourselves at home and so he opted for college Mm -hmm. and then similarly for my second as well used college and then my eldest then went on to stay at college and do the level threes um, Mm -hmm. like the BTEC kind of Mm -hmm. qualifications um the next my next child wanted to do A-levels, wanted to go to university with A-levels and went and used the sixth form centre near here and found it quite hard. And a couple of times during the process, I said, you know, if if it is hard going to school, you know, you can come home and learn by yourself. No, no, because, you know, she was quite sure that actually that motivation, that daily checking in with the teachers, that daily kind of constant learning and, you know, making making you achieve a certain amount a day, was needed yeah. <laughs> it was realistic yeah. about herself to see that and how many GCSEs or equivalent did your children do to get to the next stage because at school obviously they do nine mm. or ten yeah. but especially if you're doing it at home on your own it's very expensive mm. it is. Um, is it a case of looking for the next step what you need and then Mm. and going through the process to just get the number that you need it's kind of a mix isn't it of what you need and what you're interested in Mm. which might be similar things if you're interested in it that might be what you want to go on to do more of i used to say to my children always is 
do what you're interested in and you think feel you're good at partly because I kind of feel that's the way God's made you and that's part of his plan for where he's taking you with what's in your future partly because that'll make it it'd be you know it'd be more fun to do if you're if you are interested yeah although of course um I know both my older two did psychology and they were both interested to learn about psychology, but both of them felt that the GCSE level never quite got to the interesting bit. <laughs> because, of course, and, and realised and understood that, you know, you have to learn some of that real basic stuff before you can go and do the, the stuff that's really, yeah, the stuff yeah. that you really were interested in. So maybe there's some more studying in their future if they want to follow. I mean, I would definitely recommend if your child is interested in going to sixth form and doing A-levels or whatever it is they want to do, contact the the local providers or colleges sixth forms and ask them what their requirements are. Um, I'd always had it in my head that you had to have five GCSEs, you know, they had to be English and maths, and then, you know, whatever, three others. But uh, recently, yeah, I messaged the head of sixth form of our local school where my boys have gone and asked her, I was thinking about for my daughter, because I think she would have had, if she'd have started last year, she would have only had four GCSEs and and also some music qualifications. But um, actually, the, the head emailed me back and said, actually, we're very flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we would like an English and a maths degree. Degree. Maths <laughs> degree. <laughs> GCSE. 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 Um, and, um, but actually, you know, Anna, if you're wanting to study a particular subject, like a science mm-hmm. subject maybe, or a history... Um, they would need to have a certain level of GCSE um, grade for that. But actually, you know, if you're wanting to do a subject that doesn't necessarily need to have been had a GCSE, then she seemed to be saying that actually if you've got your English Mm -hmm. and maths, we'd be happy to look at what you want to do. Um, Really a lot more flexible. And I don't don't know if that's across the board for all sixth Mm -hmm. forms, Um, but I was quite encouraged by the fact that um, as a home educator, it is quite flexible. Yeah. Um, having done the GCSE A-level route, um, I, I do look back and think, you know, that in some ways is the easy route because, like you say, it ticks the boxes. Yeah, it's one that people understand. And people understand it. And if you want to do a degree, you know, you've got these these bits of paper mm. that tell you you've done it. But I, I do very much resonate with, you know, the, the school of thought that's like, you know, it is it's kind of it it pushes out the passion for learning um, having to sort of learn to a textbook and just sort of stuff all this information in so you can regurgitate it in a very specific way for an exam um i, I like i'm very interested in all the different yeah. the different other routes that you can go down and i i know that um we have some other other home educator friends who have gone down the i just call it the american route because i don't know what else to call it but they've followed do credits they, they do lots of different subjects they get credits for the subjects and then they take their SATs so is that GCSE level so I think S- SAT would be about 18 okay um, and again I have no idea I think they're quite difficult I imagine you have to study quite a lot for them I have no idea what goes no, what they're, that, quite, they're quite broad aren't they they're much broader um, than a yeah more, more topics than you would do at A level but but yeah. um, from my understanding is that you, if you've got those qualifications, you can still apply to mm. the British universities. But also you've mm. then got the option of applying to American universities, if that's 
an option for you. Yeah. We're looking at, we're kind of bearing in mind some alternatives because my youngest has got various health needs that have made um, studying just that bit harder for her and also taking exams is a bit harder. So we're just looking at how, what she might accomplish and how she might uh, move ahead. And so I've been encouraged by hearing of friends who've, they've done, they've done some GCSEs, they've not chosen to do A-levels, they're interested in university and they've taken a foundation you know, preparation for university year, even even into a scientific subject, you know, which you kind of think is the one that you must you must be there with all the grades. Yeah. But even to get into a scientific study at university, this foundation year is preparing that person for what they're interested in doing. And as that one, that young person is a bit older, that sometimes the routes into higher education mm-hmm broaden out for you if yeah. you've shown that you're interested and you've shown that you've done other relevant yeah. things that are, you know that connect with what you're interested in doing yeah. those all count for something too that's certainly um something I found when because obviously mine were at school when they were younger so I think it was year eight that my eldest came out and um for me I obviously went to school myself so that was the only route I knew yeah. you went through school you did your 10 GCSEs you did your A-levels, and mm. then whatever. Um, so all the other options, mm. I just was not aware that they were there. Mm. And so to have my child at year eight not be really interested mm. in anything by the time he came out of the school system, to find a route that he was interested in, he still got them English and maths, so you tick those boxes mm. for any future um, requirements. But to find a more vocational course for him... Mm. And know that there are other options and you're not set in stone and you can wait a few years and it's not age dependent mm. either. You can do things when you're older or a lot of home edders, I think, start GCSEs younger mm. as well, don't they, to spread it out mm. um, over time. It's just something I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I was quite inspired by um, a family friend of ours who in her 50s went back to the university and did a law degree and became a solicitor for her second job. Um, in, and I think actually I've been reading, you know, I've seen various things in the press about we won't be, you know, the, the, the current, the job situations, you're not tied to one job for your entire life anymore. And they're expecting people to maybe change and do different things and follow their dreams a little bit more. And okay. and so... There's hope for me. <laughs> we can all go back to school. Yes. <laughs> the other thing it's worth mentioning is how much more there is online these days in the way of, like... GCSE provision, say, back to the GCSEs mm. again. But there are there are online schools now which offer a full range of GCSEs that you would do on, I guess, maybe on Zoom or something. With so you're learning learning from home, but with other students and with a with a teacher, which I think are, I, yeah, I'm not, I, I know I do know a few people that have you know gone gone that route. Mm. Yes, um, I know one family that's done that because they then are just doing the subjects that yes. they're doing for GCSE, and they don't have to do all the extra. Yeah curricular subject matters that they so again you're not you're you're studying from home you're not having to do it all on your own Mm. with you know yourself and a textbook in a room which just you know that definitely doesn't suit everyone does it so yeah there's just so much so much I think people have realized that that's a real um I think even more after covid when you know a lot of more people have maybe found it difficult to go back to school and there just seems to be a bit more of an explosion of online schools that are offering GCSEs and other things that you can do and tutors as well I think several tutors that we use for key stage three also go on to GCSE level I haven't explored 
quite how it works, yeah. And the other one that we've used is Streaming Spires, um, mm. which again is, is a, oh, I never quite know how to, it's a home learning online resource. Um, is that for English? Well, it's for lots of different subjects okay. now. It, is, it started out, I think, just for English, but um, it's run by Dr. Kat Patrick, who does a lot of the English courses. So I haven't previously said mine didn't use tutors. I completely forgot that I used Dream, <laughs> Dreaming Spice for all of their English exams. And again, like I, I mean, it's, it's not for everyone, but I, I can't recommend them highly enough. And they've, for my, di- my kids who are, you know, very different in their abilities when they started out, to, you know, one, one of them was extremely creative and loved writing stories and reading. You know, it was perfect for him. He, he really excelled. Um, a couple of the others had never done a narration, really weren't interested in anything like that had read lots but never written a thing in their lives but I mean I was amazed at what they came out with when I read some of their like GCSE mock papers and the way that the course is done it doesn't I don't think it feels like you're studying for an exam like in school mm-hmm. um it's it's much more about enjoying the texts um, I think that's Dr Patrick's real overriding so I think yeah. she'll be delighted to hear you yeah. say that because I think that's her real concern yeah. it's not this is not a it's not an exam course this is a yeah. I love le- learning about language and literature and that sort of thing and, and, yet, and the exam yeah. comes out yeah. as a bonus and yet they have come out with <laughs> yes. amazing you know creative writing that I'm like I can't believe you've written this you know, <laughs> you know having never literally never written anything creative until you've reached the age of 15 suddenly you're able to and you know though yeah so I do recommend those <laughs> Um, it feels like there's a lot more we can go into and I'm pro- probably we need to bring it to a halt today but I think um, at Rooted to Flourish we'll be, talk- we'll be coming back to this subject of helping our teens find their thriving point and um, how to encourage them through that and at what, you know, what point to access different options for different qualifications for different young people so we'll be back but thanks for listening today